You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 67 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today we're going to be talking about storing root vegetables. So this time of year especially, even though you may be harvesting root vegetables at other times of year, this time of year you end up having a lot of different root vegetables all at the same time. So, you know, you have main crop potatoes, you have sweet potatoes, you may be pulling some carrots here pretty soon for a fall harvest, parsnips, turnips, and then obviously, you know, onions and garlic. What do you do for long-term storage for those? Well, I'm going to be giving you lots of knowledge in this episode, talking about ideal storage conditions, how long you can expect those things to last, all sorts of good stuff. So, That's what we're talking about today, but first, a word from our sponsor. So harvesting root crops, I feel like, is always exciting because unlike produce that ripens on the vine, you can't see them developing. All you can see is the greens above, so it kind of feels like, like I've said when talking about growing potatoes, it kind of feels like digging for buried treasure. And add on the fact that in the right conditions, root vegetables will store for a really long time, most of the winter in fact. So root vegetables end up becoming a really, really great thing that you can give space to in the garden because, you know, they're so valuable. In the old days, people had root cellars and root cellars honestly were really, really effective. Why were they so effective? Well, because underground storage in winter generally has the perfect conditions for storing root vegetables. Cool and dry, but not too cool and not too dry. So a lot of times we think of storing things, it needs to be really dry so things don't rot. But if things are too dry, then we end up with vegetables shriveling. And on the flip side of that, things obviously do better when things are cool. However, when things are too cool, some funky things can kind of start to happen with flavors. And we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about that for specific things. For those of us in the suburbs, though, digging a root cellar is often not an option. So we have to figure out how to store root vegetables in a way that will keep them edible and disease-free until you're ready to use them or, you know, for as long as possible. Because let's face it, even when we grow stuff, we're a little less likely to let it go to rot and not pay attention. That's the nice thing about it, but it still happens to the best of us. So let's talk about the basics of storing root vegetables first. For some, it might seem like common knowledge, but let's just establish what we're talking about when I say root vegetables. This category includes potatoes, carrots, onions, shallots, garlic, so like all of the allium family, beets, parsnips, turnips, sweet potatoes. There's obviously a bunch more, you know, root vegetables other than that, but those I think are the most common that folks grow in their gardens. And they're also the most commonly grown root vegetables because they're most adaptable to different geographical areas, and they're really adaptable to a lot of different cuisines, honestly. 
So let's talk about the storage conditions for all those things, because each of those kind of different family of things have kind of their own preferences when it comes to storage conditions. In general, and there is one big exception to this, and I'm going to get to that, but in general, root crops do better in lower temperatures. That is anything below 55 degrees. It mimics the average temperature in the ground at about one foot below the surface. So generally, no matter what time of year it is, there may be a little bit of fluctuation if it gets really, really cold or really, really hot. Once you get about 12 to 18 inches down below soil surface, the average soil temperature is around 55 degrees. It's really neat because I have a link to a site in my sister post for this episode that you can find the link to in the show notes that shows the soil temperature at different depths today right now. So that is I think the first link in the sister post and it's right under the subheading temperature if you're at all interested in looking at that. Just kind of a fun nerdy little thing to check out. But Pretty much all root crops have been harvested or or will be harvested by the end of September. Some people do wait to harvest their sweet potatoes until just before the first frost, like mid-October for where I live. You can also have things like Christmas potatoes. I know Christmas potatoes is a big deal in the UK. And then you can also have carrots harvested in winter as well. In fact, carrots grown in the wintertime sometimes are even sweeter depending on the variety that you grow. Anyway, in September, by the end of September, at that point, the average soil temperature at 8 to 12 inches below the soil surface is around 55 degrees. So that's why, in general, root vegetables are best stored below 55 degrees. It just kind of mimics nature and and what they're used to. You know, carrots are actually a biennial plant. So the first year, they kind of bulk up in the root, and then the second year is when they flower. So they kind of have to survive all winter long in the ground. Same thing with potatoes. So let me tell you about that one exception to storage temperatures that are 55 degrees and cooler. That one exception is going to be sweet potatoes. If you listened to the episode that was about growing and harvesting sweet potatoes, then you know that sweet potatoes are not related to regular potatoes at all. They are actually a tropical plant, and because they're a tropical plant, they like warmer temperatures and that does not go away after they've been harvested they are a living thing a tuber is a living thing and sweet potatoes need to be stored in conditions that are above 55 degrees um, so that they don't die if they're stored in temperatures below 55 degrees for long enough eventually that that tuber will die so they are perfectly happy at room temperature for a really long time Let's talk about humidity, because like I said at the very beginning, it's not just temperature, right, that we're dealing with when we talk about optimal storage conditions for root vegetables. We're also talking about humidity. Have you ever wondered why, when winter comes around, the air tends to get much, much drier? It's because water that's frozen evaporates much more slowly, kind of like how if you leave ice in the freezer long enough, it'll evaporate, but it Honestly, it takes a while. So if it's not getting released into the air as vapor, it's not going to be humid outside. And if it's not humid outside, 
it won't get humid in your home. So that's why a lot of times we have humidifiers kind of integrated in with our forced air systems, our furnace systems in our houses to keep the air from getting incredibly dry. So this can get a little tricky because for long-term storage, root vegetables actually need conditions that are relatively humid. Different types of root vegetables prefer different levels of humidity, but none of them do well at humidity levels that are at or below 50%. At that point, they'll begin to dry out. So we know that for long-term storage, root vegetables need cool, relatively humid conditions. But before we get into like the different specific conditions for each one, let's talk about short-term storage at room temperature because I think this is something that most of us end up doing for a little bit too long and things start to get mushy or they start to sprout. So let's talk about kind of the limits for short-term storage at room temperature. Like I said, sweet potatoes, they can do room temperature all winter long. They don't have like a short-term thing here. You can leave them room temperature in your pantry. They are the easiest thing to store. So all of the things that I'm about to talk about are for root vegetables that are other than sweet potatoes. So if you're storing, say, garlic, onions, or shallots at room temperature, so around 72 degrees Fahrenheit for a fair amount of time, they will last pretty well for about four to six weeks. Garlic often does well for much, much longer than that, um, but it depends on the different types of garlic. So if you've listened to any of the episodes that are about growing or harvesting garlic, you know that hard neck garlic does not store as long as soft neck garlic. Soft neck garlic, though, will you know store at room temperature for months on end and be totally fine. Potatoes will do okay at room temperature, but for an even shorter amount of time, really the most you should have potatoes stored at room temperature is two weeks maximum. Any more than that, and even by around two weeks, they are going to start to mold, they're going to start to sprout, they're gonna start to go mushy. So, you know, two weeks max, room temperature storage short-term for regular potatoes. Carrots, parsnips, and turnips should never be stored at room temperature because they dry out too quickly. These are a root vegetable, these are root vegetables that need a lot of humidity. Now, when I'm storing potatoes, garlic, onions, and shallots at room temperature, I keep a handful of them in kind of these newspaper-lined wooden boxes in my pantry with the intent, you know, like I said, to use potatoes within two weeks and then onions and garlic within four weeks. Whenever I need more, I go, you know, quote-unquote grocery shopping in my unfinished basement um, or the refrigerator where I keep the rest of them for long-term storage. Now, Let's go ahead and talk about long-term storage for root vegetables and the different options you have for that. The first option that I think most people think about is the fridge. Pros, you know what? You can keep it cool. Cons, it actually gets pretty dry in your refrigerator. You may not realize it, but humidity levels can reach as low as 10% when a fridge is closed for a long time. I mean, like dried out leftovers make a lot more sense when you don't have them sealed up properly, right? So that dry air can even in 
cool conditions be bad for the storage of root vegetables on a long-term basis. So if you're storing any of your root crops in the fridge, they need to go in the produce drawer where, you know, most modern refrigerators have like kind of that little slider thingy that allows you to control the humidity. And you will need at least 50% humidity if you have a drawer that's kind of like super fancy high tech and it'll let you go up to like 70% humidity, relative humidity, that's even better. As far as what you should definitely feel good about storing in the refrigerator for long term, onions, garlic, and shallots. So everything in the allium family. They like, and and this is going to get kind of confusing, because when I talk about dry conditions, I'm talking about dry in the context of root vegetables and talking about relative humidity. Um, I'm not talking about like bone dry conditions. So allium family root vegetables, they like dry conditions for root vegetables. And that's about 60 to 70% relative humidity. So yeah, not what you'd usually think of as dry, but it's pretty dry for a vegetable that has spent its whole life up until harvest in mostly damp soil, right? So you can absolutely feel good about storing onions, garlic, shallots in the refrigerator for long term. They should honestly keep for, I would say, eight to 10 weeks if you haven't chopped them up, you know, cut them in half, anything like that. And even like an onion, if you have cut an onion in half, if you store it in the fridge, like in a little onion keeper in a container, it should still store for at least a few weeks after you cut it. But once you do peel those papery outer layers off of any allium, um, it's going to start to degrade much faster because those papery layers keep a lot of the moisture in. Potatoes. Yes, actually, potatoes can be kept in the refrigerator, but I do have a few cautions around this. Potatoes can be kept in the fridge as kind of like a Hail Mary if, say, you left them at room temperature for too long and they've started to go squishy or you are trying to save seed potatoes for next year and you don't want them to go squishy and you want to keep them from sprouting. But most of the time, it's often way too dry in the refrigerator for potatoes. Unless, like I said earlier, you can manage in a fancy schmancy produce drawer at least 70% relative humidity. So again, keep them in the produce drawer. And don't worry about it getting too cold. They can actually be stored anywhere from just above freezing, which is 32 degrees Fahrenheit, to around 50 degrees Fahrenheit. However, I will say, and I have experienced this myself, potatoes, when they're stored in really cool temperatures, like in the refrigerator, we keep our refrigerator, um, the refrigeration side, not the freezer side, at about 35 degrees Fahrenheit. So at that temperature, potatoes can sometimes develop like this unpleasant sweet taste. And the lower the temperature is, the more that's kind of magnified. And that's because at lower temperatures, the starches in the tuber start to convert into sugar. So the way to solve that is, is if you're storing any potatoes in the refrigerator and you do intend to eat them, you're not, you know, saving them for, as seed potatoes, make sure you take them out and allow them to come to room temperature for at least a day. Some sources may say maybe two, but I've found that a day, you know, 24 hours or, you know, I take them out of the fridge overnight to cook the next day for dinner. 
um, I found that that pretty much gets rid of any sugary taste. So make sure you're allowing them to come up to room temperature to allow those starch, those sugars to revert back to starches and avoid any weird sweet flavor in your potatoes. Carrots, turnips, and parsnips should only be stored in the refrigerator as a short-term solution. Carrots, you know, they will last for, I would say, mm, two to three weeks just fine. After that, the dryness in the refrigerator causes them to shrivel. So keep them in the produce drawer. If you can, sometimes keeping them in a, a reusable zipper bag with like a moist paper towel. If, if you don't have a really great produce drawer, sometimes that can really help and keep them from shriveling. And again, it's really important as soon as you bring your carrots and your parsnips, your turnips, anything that has abundant greens growing out of the top of it, make sure that you cut the greens off as soon as you bring them in. Do not put them in the refrigerator with the greens on because what will happen is the greens will keep taking nutrients out of that carrot in order to try and grow and in pretty quick time honestly just a day or two that carrot will start to shrivel up so make sure you chop those greens off right away and only store carrots parsnips turnips in the refrigerator for like three weeks max your second option is going to be an unfinished basement. An unfinished basement is really great, especially if you don't have a huge fridge or a ton of room in your fridge. It's really, you know, stays pretty cool. The moisture from the soil is able to seep through the concrete foundation and or if you have a stone foundation and not much of the dry winter air gets to it, you know, as long as your weatherproofing is pretty good. Plus, cold air sinks, so the basement is going to be way cooler than the rest of the house. So what things store best in, say, an unfinished basement? Alliums. Onions, garlic, and shallots. So I grow way too many of these three things to keep them all in the refrigerator. So the majority of our alliums are braided or kept in baskets in our unfinished basement. And I found that the level of humidity is just about perfect for them down there. And then, like I said earlier, those that kind of papery layers that grow around your alliums is going to also help seal in the moisture. Potatoes. Potatoes can be kept in an unfinished basement for about a month. Why not longer? Well, one, it's not as cool as a refrigerator. Two, most people aren't able to keep the humidity in an unfinished basement high enough. Potatoes actually need 80 to 90 percent relative humidity or they'll start to lose moisture and go wrinkly. So they'll do better in an unfinished basement than they would do at room temperature but not as good as they would do in the fridge. So like I said earlier, two weeks at room temperature for potatoes max, they'll last about four weeks, depending on the storage life of the particular potato variety um, that you have chosen. They'll last about four weeks in an unfinished basement, you know, that's around 55, 60 degrees, but they won't last forever. New potatoes, four weeks is about as long as you can expect new potatoes to last. In general, they're a very short shelf life potato. And then you have medium shelf life potatoes and then you have long shelf life potatoes. So that's something that's actually really good to look up if you're looking at different potato varieties to buy seed for. Carrots, parsnips, and turnips. Nope. 
just like you can't store them in the fridge, you cannot store them in an unfinished basement either. The temperatures are not low enough and the humidity is not high enough. So either eat them when they're right when they come in, chop them up in different ways and freeze them, or create a mini root cellar, which we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. I do wanna caution you, you can store sweet potatoes in an unfinished basement. As long as the temperature does not get much below 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Like I said earlier, a sweet potato tuber is alive and if they're stored below 55 degrees for too terribly long, the tuber will die, causing some funky things to start happening to the taste and the texture, so it's best avoided. Your third option, a mini root cellar. And this is gonna sound a little bananas, but hang with me for just a sec, okay? It's really easy if you have a yard. And I mean, if you've already committed part of your yard to a garden, digging a hole for a mini root cellar will feel like no big deal. Basically, you need a hole that is about three to four feet deep and a clean container to keep your root vegetables in. I have seen all kinds of things used for the container. It's really easy to Google mini root cellar and see all the options, but um, the most common container I would say is going to be like an old cooler, like one of those rolly ones that you would take to a tailgate. Um, they just, they're going to stay nice and dry. They're sort of insulated, so they're going to maintain a steady temperature, you know, once you get them in their environment and they're easy to open and close. Some people, you know, you can use a wooden crate that's been wrapped with plastic, but with wood, you know, you have to worry about like, do you know where the wood came from? Was it treated with certain chemicals? And then you obviously have to deal with if you didn't line it with plastic on the outside, as well as on the inside, you might have issues with humidity seeping into the wood and the wood starting to rot and that rot then affecting your vegetables. So just kind of something you might want to consider. Any of these vegetables that we've talked about, potatoes, alliums, carrots, parsnips, turnips, they're going to work really, really well in a mini root cellar. That's why it's such a great idea. The only thing you don't want to store in there is sweet potatoes. Plus, you're not using up any space in your house. For garlic, onions, and shallots, line the box or cooler, you know, whatever container you choose with straw to allow enough air to get to them and to discourage rot. For potatoes, carrots, parsnips, turnips, beets, I recommend filling the container or a box inside the container with damp sand and burying them in it. This is going to keep the humidity high enough to help them last as long as possible. So you don't need the damp sand for garlic, onions, and shallots. They, they like stuff drier, like I said earlier. Stuff that likes it humid, damp sand is really good. And because the temperatures are going to be so much cooler, especially with potatoes, you shouldn't have a huge issue with sprouting. Just know that the longer you leave them in there, the more likely sprouting is to happen. You can buy clean bags of sand at your local hardware store, and you kind of just have to check the dampness level of the sand and add more water if it seems like it's starting to dry out too much. Just remember to, you know, dampen, not soak, because if the sand gets too wet, then the vegetables will actually start to rot from lack of oxygen. A few final details. Air circulation is key. And I will say that again, when storing root vegetables, air circulation is 
key with humidity levels at 70% or above. It's really easy for mold and rot to set in. So you wanna do a few things to make sure your root vegetables are getting enough air, no matter whether you're storing them at room temperature, in the fridge, in your, in your basement, or in a mini root cellar. One, keep them in a wire or plastic mesh bin or box, especially if you're doing onions, garlics, and shallots, and especially if you're storing them at room temperature or in an unfinished basement, or even, you know, a mesh bin or box in a mini root cellar is going to work really well too. Also for onions, garlic, and shallots, braid them and hang them up. That's going to give them a lot of air circulation and it's going to help them store even longer. If you want to store, you know, things like potatoes and sweet potatoes in a cardboard box, make sure you punch holes in it so that you have some airflow going in and out, some air exchange, and make sure you don't stack your tubers any more than I would say two layers deep. I try to keep, you know, as much as I can anyway, unless the potatoes are really small. I try to keep my potatoes stacked just one layer, a single layer in a cardboard box so that you don't crush any of them. They don't develop any mushy spots. But sometimes I will, if I, if it's just like, ugh, I don't wanna use up another box for this, I will put my larger potatoes on the bottom and then put smaller potatoes on top of them. You don't really have to worry about the risk of crushing them. Very similarly, if you choose to keep your tubers in a paper grocery sack with the top loosely rolled down so that some air can get to them or you can cut holes. Again, just make sure, you know, no higher than two layers. For a mini root cellar, if you are interested in doing that, line the box or the cooler, whatever your container is, with straw for things that like drier conditions like alliums or damp sand, as I said earlier. Be sure to check all of your root vegetables and rotate them every few weeks. It might be kind of hard to remember if they're in your unfinished basement and you don't go down there very often or if they're in a mini root cellar, but I would say anytime you go kind of quote unquote shopping in the basement or in your mini root cellar, take a few moments to rotate everything that you have in there. Obviously, if the stuff that you have buried in sand, you don't really need to rotate. You might kind of want to dig around and check up on them a little bit, but it's really more important to rotate the things that you have storing that like drier conditions in the mini root cellar, like the alliums, or if you're storing potatoes, alliums, anything like that in an unfinished basement, make sure you rotate them so they don't get any mushy spots and they don't start to rot where the, where the pieces are touching one another. Also, and I know I've mentioned this before in episodes where I talk about harvesting things, do not rinse the dirt off your root vegetables before storing them. I know, I know, I know there's this urge to make them all clean and pretty, like you're used to seeing in the grocery store, but don't do it. Because when you rinse the dirt off, the skins get soggy, which encourages rot. And honestly, the dry dirt forms kind of like this protective skin on the surface of your root vegetables, and it just helps them store, you know, even longer. There is an outside chance that there is some sort of bacteria or fungus that's in that soil that could then kind of like rage and just take over, but honestly, I have not had that happen very often, so I don't really feel like it's something that you have to worry about a whole lot. So that is it for what you need to know about storing root vegetables. 
You know, like I said, you've kind of got those three big options outside of room temperature, the fridge, an unfinished basement, or, you know, if you keep the second floor of your house, if you have a second floor and you keep it pretty cool you have, in the wintertime and you have like an empty closet or something up there, that works just as well as an unfinished basement. And then you always have the option of a mini root cellar. Just kind of takes a little more work to get that set up. But honestly, it's kind of fun. It also has that feeling of kind of buried treasure. So thank you so very much for listening. I hope all that helps you kind of figure out what you need to do or want to do with your root vegetables for the next few months. In the next episode... I'm going to be talking about the importance of garden worms. We don't really think about garden worms a whole lot or just worms in general. You know, they're the ones that are in the soil underneath your feet. I was always the type of person who would save them, and I still am. Mr. B kind of rolls his eyes whenever we're on a run or on a walk, and I have to stop what we're doing and save a worm from the sidewalk after it's finished raining. <laughs> um, so I've always kind of really been interested in them. And once I started gardening, I became even more interested in them because they are so cool. They do so much to benefit the soil and they say so much about the health of our soil. So I'm going to be covering all of that in the next episode and I promise it's going to be more interesting than it might sound so you have that to look forward to but thank you for listening and I hope that you know as the last of your harvests roll in and you're sort of shutting things down for the year you have some time to feel grateful and feel like you can slow down a little bit and just enjoy as the weather turns Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.